This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with TeePublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to TeePublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is threesomes, sex parties, and swinging. Oh my, let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Why have two people in your relationship when you can have three? Or hey, swap and try a different pairing altogether. You know, threesome, swinging, sex parties used to be taboo. They used to be done in the dark of night. But now it's mainstream. It's like porridge. Everyone's trying to find the right combo that fits them and their relationship just right. So what's right for you? We're going to break it down. We're going to break down the wild and not so wild side of sex, baby. But before we get into that, you know what I'm about to say. Tell your friends about this podcast and subscribe to it wherever you get it. Have you subscribed? I'll give you a second. Do it now. Cool, cool, cool. Also, give us a five-star rating or review wherever you get this podcast and follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram. Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. We have our friend back here. We had a super deep episode with him before, but now we're just going to get all sorts of wild. We're just going to hear a completely different side because he's so multifaceted. We have comedian, actor, writer, host of the After Laugh podcast, Bill Dawes. Yay, me. <laughs> Yay, you. So listen, has anything changed in the last hour that we had you? Are you still single or oh, in a sure, relationship? Sure. You know, whatever. I'm in a thruple. I'm in a quadruple. I'm in a quintuple. Doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> it? You know, at this point, it doesn't. So let me ask you: Like, have you ever done any of the things I mentioned, or a combination, or whatever? All that. So, like, how many mathematical equations are we going? For? Yeah, yeah. What, however many you want. Surprise me. Well, you know, threesomes play very heavily into my comedy because do they? A couple of my favorite jokes are threesome jokes. And I might as well just say them. Yeah, tell me, tell me. I didn't want to call it out, but. Well, the the true story is like, you know, I'm a red-blooded American kid growing up in Manhattan. I was a yoga teacher. 
I was a go-go dancer. Like, of course, threesomes happened. I haven't had a lot. I'm not like Wilt Chamberlain. It's not like I've had dozens and dozens of threesomes, but I've had, you know, more than a few. And, um, and it's something that I think you're just almost, almost innocently led to believe is just sort of like the apex of being a man, just two women who want you. It just feels sort of, and I've never gone beyond two women. I've never Justin Bieber did or whatever. Um, so I think, I think the idea of wanting a threesome is sort of um, uh, omnipresent among men in general. And I think it's something that people don't like. I mean, the thing I tell my contact, I go, uh, I, 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 hey, guys, we'll talk about threesomes. And immediately, the whole audience just like clams up. And I say, hey, ladies, just a little PSA. There are some men that enjoy the idea of a threesome. They're called men who breathe. And then people <laughs> oh, not my boyfriend. Yeah, your boyfriend, not my husband. Yeah, totally your boyfriend. Especially your husband. Um, we've been married 10 years. He's been waiting 10 fucking years for you to break down. And um, and I, you know, and I talk to people, you haven't had a conversation yet. Like they're like new couples. They've been together for like maybe a year. And they go, and the guy's always like, the girl's like, hmm, and the guy's like, and sometimes, you know, I go, you never had a conversation because it's a very weird thing to do to bring up when you're dating someone. I said, the conversation usually goes like after the show, like, honey, what that comment said about how every guy wants a threesome. That's not true, is it, babe? No, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. I love you. Why would I want you and another woman? I could just have you, baby. I love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes like, yeah, I don't want, I mean, unless you want one. If you want one, I'm down. But if I, so it evolves, like I talk about the different types, like two, I go, you know, I had, I had a threesome with two girls after years of of reading The Secret. Um, And it was incredible until it happened. uh, Because it turns out I wasn't the center of the threesome. I was the assistant to the lesbians. The whole time I'm just handing them products and changing double A batteries like a man, <laughs> helping out to the difficult moves. Then the 11th hour, they wanted some cock. I happened to have some on me and they called me. I felt like the white guy in the basketball team I was like, me, are you sure? Shit, I better stretch. That's one, that's one of the threesome jokes. So anyway, the point is, yeah, I think it's a very innocent, simple thing that men want. And I, I usually feel that you'll date someone <laughs> And you'll bring it up kind of like a joke. And then women will go like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe if we get to know each other a little bit better, maybe we could do that. And the guy's kind of like, whoa, if we get to know her, maybe we'll do it. And then like a month, then like three months in the relationship, like, hey, what about threesome? Well, now I love you. Now we can't do it because I care about you. So I think there's a very, I think that threesomes kind of live in this very rarefied air that are sort of divorced from reality and true emotion. And I think that once you do inter- introduce like other people and emotion, you're messing, you're playing with fucking fire. And I've talked to a lot of like polyamorous people, a lot of people in the lifestyle. And there are people who are truly, truly without a gene for jealousy. They just don't have, they just, there's, there's a phrase called compersion, which mm. do you know what compersion means? No, I don't know that. It's like when you watch your child playing soccer. And conversion is usually something people ascribe to their children. Like you, you, you feel so much joy watching the other person have joy. So the idea is that you have conversion watching your lover having like the best sex of, of their life without you because of your ability to have conversion. Um, and I think that everyone I've talked to is part of the lifestyle 
Okay, I'm going to put this to a wider sense of political sense. Ready? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the Democratic Party. Say that's this lifelong Democrat and liberal. It, there's nothing in the, it, there's nothing to say, hey, fucking stop. Stop enough. There's no fucking vanguard. Like we need the Republican Party to be there to be like, hey, hey, weirdos, stop. Not all the time, but every once in a while, just, hey, just slow down for a second. Just fucking stop. And if you fully ensconce yourself into like, like liberalism, progressivism, it's just, you just slide down into the abyss of fucking nothingness and there's nothing to stop. And what I mean by this is people who get involved in the lifestyle, like there's nothing stopping the decadence. Like what is the rule? If there's no monogamy, if there's no real fidelity or loyalty, like what, what does integrity consist of? So I find that they don't work. Polyamorous relationships usually end up not working. I think sometimes they're, they're basically men being pigs who have w- women that are uh, codependent and loyal to them who allow them to behave that way. We don't really want that. And on top of that, you have, you're dealing with sex, which is a very infinite primordial thing that can be like the biggest thing in the world and, the, and nothing, but you never know. So I've also been, I've been in situations and I know friends who've been swingers in situations where they met someone swinging and then they fell in love with that person and they had to leave their partners. And that's just the nature of sex. Like you you can't control it. It's like a clockwork orange, right? The idea is like you take an orange, which is just the essence of life and you try to mechanize it as a clock. It will never work, right? An orange has to be an orange. So sex has to be sex. And by that it's limitless. And if you- Oh my gosh, you- Sorry, go ahead. That's it. So that's basically, I just don't think, I think threesomes are fun and they're like a nice party trick. And I think it's a good thing to do in your 20s, but as a lifestyle, throuples and stuff, they just find me successful throuples been successful for 30 years and they're all happy. You know, you, you said so, so many things I, in that like, one I, spiel that we have to break it down because uh, it was a, a lot of the questions I was going to ask in a little bit more detail, but let me start with this. So you are correct. Uh, Threesomes, for example, specifically threesomes, are America's most um, popular fantasy in America. Oh, for sure. So statistically, at least this is what they, when they do studies, but sex studies are a little bit iffy because people aren't always honest. Yeah. But collectively, they say threesomes are probably the, the most popular fantasy. So in tw- in 2016, 82% of men and 31% of women said they wanted it. But in 2017, only 18% of men of the 82% and 10% of women of the 31% actually did it. Now in 2018, they did studies and they said half of gay couples are pretty open and participate in threesomes very kind of easily. So that's some of just the stats around it. So you are correct that this is like, it's a normal thing. Every, if somebody says that they don't want it, they're fucking lying. But I will say this. I think even women are are open to it and they think about it and whatever, you know? Um, so I had, then you mentioned like, oh, how will a guy bring it up? So I've had guys obviously try to get me to do some stuff. And one, I was in a relationship with. So it was like maybe five months into us dating and, Mind you, I've, you know, I've done this podcast for so long. I'm pretty aware. I know the questions to ask beforehand. 
So I ask everybody what their preferences are, what they've done. I don't judge people, but I just like want to know, have they done something? Have they gotten out of their system? Do they feel like, so this person told me like he had, you know, on our third date, I remember he had done some sex parties and he had done blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool. And he's like, I didn't enjoy it, but I went, I wanted to try it out. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah. Like just letting you know, I'm not, I, I'm just very self-aware and I know I'm not good at sharing. Like, I just know that about me. So yeah. why would I do something that, I, you know, wouldn't, but I always say like, if that's your preferred lifestyle, there's no fucking judgment. You should definitely find somebody who would be more open to that, but probably not going to be me. Then this person was like, no, 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 I'm totally like, I'm done with it. I, okay. Then five months in, it was hilarious. Cause he goes, he just called me one day and he's like, I had a dream. And I said, oh yeah. And, um, and he's like, I had this dream that, that you wanted a threesome and it just, it made you so happy. Like, and I was like, oh, it was, it just thought that I found it so cute that he thought I was so dumb. And so I was like, I was like, oh yeah. Like, so it was like me, like you, and he's like, yeah. So I just want to, you know, I felt like I would do something like that for you, you know, because, and so I go, yeah, I mean, I'm down for it. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. So two guys. Yeah, of course. And then immediately he was like, oh, but, but no. And then, and then he go, then I go, then he goes, okay. But then like, then two girls. And I said, no, cause I don't care about your happiness. You said you cared about mine so much. I was like, I didn't give a shit what you wanted. Um, That's good. and eventually of course, huh? That'd be a good stand up tip, by the way. Oh, thank you. But it's actually, I've done the same thing when like the, you know, the, the grandma guy, he, uh, you know, remember when I told you in the last episode, it's always something like, it's not just the fact that this person cheated, the fact that they have a grandma issue. It says something about them, right? They're going through something. So then a whole bunch of shit came out. And this person was also like, um, he had been doing happy ending massages since he was like 18, 19. And it yeah, came out and like a whole thing. That I found a lot of people that yes. I fact, like professionals in Hollywood, like, oh, and then I went to the rub and tug. I'm like, what? Yes. Mary. And so then, but for him, it was like, it, it was, uh, and it eventually became a problem. Like it's something that, um, you know, we've, we've done episodes on sex addiction. Yes. Everybody jokes like, Oh, all guys are sex addicts. Like, yeah, you are. Except the addiction part comes in. Like when you are willing to threaten the things that are valuable to you for this part, because even girls want to have a lot of sex. Right. Yeah, of um, but you know, fuck all that. When, when he did the happy ending thing and he felt like it wasn't bad. And I said, oh, okay. Like he felt it wasn't cheating. And I said, oh, okay, cool. So is it okay then? Like I'll get a guy to go down on me. So angry. Course, so angry at even the thought of it. The thought. Yeah. Nothing happened. Yeah. I was just literally sitting next to him on the couch, very calm. And I said, oh, okay. Well, if, I mean, if it's not cheating, then, then you're okay with it, right? super angry. So it's like interesting how what you said is like so true. People bring it up and they try to test the water to see how how you are uh how into it you are. Mm -hmm. But is there a proper way to bring it up? Like you know when you've you've kind of you've enjoyed it and and been successful at it. Not long term, but like in the moment. Yeah. 
Is there a way you've sort of brought it up or is there a way people can bring it up to their partners? Um, I mean, I think that, first of all, you got you got to strike early. <laughs> you got to strike hard. I think it should be like within the first few weeks of being sexually active with someone. I think it's so true. I don't mean to cut you off there, but like therapists say this. So therapists who, yeah, therapists say that it usually doesn't work if you are in a very committed relationship down the line. Mm. It's usually best and you'll have the most fun when it's sort of casual. You aren't that committed yet. Yes. And you want to like explore and have fun. Yes. Yes. And I've, you know, I thought that I would have like a situation where I had a girl that I was dating. She was kind of like my primary and then we'd somehow pick up girls and like that, that happened, you know, a little bit, but it was never, but my primary was never like, we were never really a couple couple, you know, it was, she was more like a friend. And, um, and then later she told me, and we probably had like three, three together or something. And later she told me that she was never really into it. She was just doing it for me, but she was never really, she wasn't that into women. And I was like, oh, well, that's not fun. You know what I mean? I want you, because it, it is true that like, I can sit there and watch two women, um, like go to town each other and do whatever, whatever, whether it's with fingers or mouths or strap and crazy orgasms and I don't feel an ounce of jealousy but whenever I've been offered like the other type of threesome the devil's threesome or as I call it gay sex and a witness uh two guys and a girl um I just can't do it and I I say it's because it's too it's too quote-unquote gay but the truth is it's probably just ego stuff like I just don't want a guy with a bigger cock, making a girl I like come more than me. Like, it's just like, it's all ego related. I just couldn't, I still don't want to watch. I want to watch her having fun with a girl. Watching her having fun with a guy is too much, which is weird because when I'm watching porn, I have to watch a guy and a girl. I can't watch two women in porn. It doesn't turn me on. But a guy and a girl, a girl getting fucked really good by a guy in porn, I can watch that. So, Whatever. It's so interesting. I, I appreciate one. I appreciate the honesty, and I appreciate that you're you're aware of yourself that you know that. And I think that's most guys, right? I would honestly. That's why I told you the example when I told my ex. Okay, cool. Two dudes. You guys don't have to do shit. You could both do shit to me. Yeah. But that's not what the person wants. And it's like, so don't you know? Just don't try to sell it like you're doing this for my happiness. Um. But you brought up so many good points. One is, and you mentioned this earlier also the reality of threesomes, right? Like everybody I've talked to, including my boyfriend now, they've had threesomes in the past. And my girlfriends who've had threesomes have also come to me and said the same thing. Everybody says, it's not what, it's not as hot as you think it is because usually one person gets more attention than somebody else. And, and sometimes that's not you. And like my girlfriend ended up in a threesome with, you know, her female friend and a a male friend and they they really wanted it. And she literally ended up being like the one sitting on the side, just watching these two fuck and was just like on her phone at one point. Like, (laughs) like, what was the point of her being there? Um, And I think that that does happen to a lot of people is you have this fantasy. Yeah. Well, like, I, I will say yeah. that situation, that guy, that, that if you're the guy in the threesome, 
you you have to like you have a responsibility. You know what I mean? So yes, please. Yeah, you got you got to divvy it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I I think that usually share the love, share the love. Yeah, I think I think as a as a guy in a threesome situation, and then, like I said, it's not like I've been in dozens of these situations, but like I think your job is to kind of like let the whip like it should be all very comfortable. Let the women do whatever they want to each other, and just kind of be there and be ready and just like let like don't force yourself into the equation like just touch and then um like you'll be invited in when the time is right and when the the, the flower is blooming um but it should but you should you shouldn't be and then once you start going and all all the you know all the corks are popped um you have an obligation to make sure that everyone everyone feels like they're getting taken care of yeah. yeah. At the end of the night, as a, I feel this, as a man, you should have two sweating, exhausted women and you're, you stand there victorious, like some old 1970s poster of an action hero. You know what I mean? Like, it's your job to make sure that they're taken care of, you know, because you're, you could be taken care of in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's very, you're very true. Like, even you're if totally right. The, you, you just be like, hey, give someone give me 14 seconds, I'll finish. Yeah. You also pointed out something that like when you did it with one of your female friends, she later came out and said that she was sort of doing it for you, which is an important thing for people to consider when they want to do any of these things, whether it's a threesome, sex parties are becoming really big, you know, indulging in anything. There's nothing wrong with it. Do whatever you want. The point is do it for the right reasons, right? Like do it because you want to not necessarily for making somebody else happy because like you said, it usually also doesn't make the other person happy to know that somebody else is just kind of yeah, yeah. along and doing it for like taking one for the team. Like don't, don't do that. Um, but also conversely, if you're in a relationship and down the line, you go like, Hey, you know, I want uh, to spice things up. You know, they do say to really communicate why you are wanting to do this. And if one of the reasons is maybe boredom in the bedroom, they advise you not to do this because it's not really dealing with the issue underlying the relationship in the first place. So, yes, you might have some fun, you might whatever, but you'll go back and still not be fulfilled with each other because there's something else sort of missing. I, I feel that a lot of people who get involved in the lifestyle, they end up like breaking up and they end up finding another partner in the whole thing. And then once they find the other partner, they end up leaving the lifestyle. And lifestyle is, of course, I mean, by swingers, people do that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think there's like, and they don't really want to talk about it, you know, but there's a, there's serious diminishing returns in that type of lifestyle. I think that, um, I understand the curiosity. I understand why people do it. I understand why people try it. I understand, particularly from a male point of view, I understand why polyamory is so popular now, all these hipster places with the man buns and all these guys. I'm a male feminist. Okay, look, I was a yoga teacher for 10 fucking years. And these yoga teachers were the biggest fucking creeps on the planet. And they were out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they would just use their kind of pseudo-femininity as a way to kind of like lure more, more, more women. And it's like, it's bullshit. It's gross. It's disingenuous. And also, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But don't try to like posture yourself as this like morally enlightened person because you have sex with a lot of women. It's like garbage. I and mean, look at all the, look at all, look at the Bikrams and the fucking Yogi Bhajans and all the different yogis that came to America from India. Oh, yeah. 
that ended up just being complete predators. And I think that there's something about like the world of, of here's another example. I, I did a film with cops one time and this cop, he was making extra money moonlighting um, doing security for swingers parties. Mm. And I was like, oh, so what do you mean? Like he would do like gun the whole thing. He's like, why would you need to, uh, this whole thing's like, isn't all free love and they're all friends. He goes, sure. Until someone brings a hot girl. And then all hell breaks loose. Cause you have, oh yeah. I mean, I know you, there's like the eyes wide shut parties and there are the, like the Illuminati where everyone's fucking super hot and they're vetted and they have to have a six pack and a nine inch dong and all that stuff. And those do exist. But underneath that rarefied air, there's just like gross people that like frequent Costco and Walmart who are just in every once in a while, they get some hot 20 something girl who's curious and they show up at the party and it's like a house party. And like men, all of a sudden their weird primordial competitive edge comes out and shit, you know, goes, goes down. So I think that at the end of the day, it's the idea of free love is it's, it's not just moron. It's impossible. It doesn't exist. Like you can try it. It works for a bit. Or even when it happened in the sixties, it ended up having cults and people burning down compounds. You know what I mean? It's just not. No, it's so true. You know, it's a, 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 as a little side note, um, Indians also know this thing. So people are very surprised. You know, everybody wants to go to the ashrams in India and shit like that. And everybody comes back and they're like, oh my God, this was like a sex thing. I'm like, yeah, all Indians know. That's why you never see Indian people at the ashrams because they know that they're just like these like sex orgy things now um, that like enlightenment isn't coming out of there at all. Uh, or enlightenment is like a very different thing. So when I see Osho and all these people, I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're very correct. You know, I know you have a hard out, so we're going to try to give some people a last few, like you mentioned a bunch of these things, but like, let's some, like some code of conduct and things to do. So for swingers, I was reading that there are lots of rules and tips for people, guys. So if you are into that swinging lifestyle, you want to try it out. There are lots of rules online, like no full swap you know, where you're not doing sex. It's just like oral and kissing and making out. Sometimes it's no kissing. Sometimes there's no repeats as like a recurring code of conduct I have heard. So if it's in a thruple or a swinger repeating the couple or repeating the third person because people get attached, like you said, right? Eventually somebody might bring somebody in and then like them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people say no anal. And definitely the one to discuss is about condoms. Like, are you going to wear them or not wear them? But what are some of the other ones like of, you know, threesomes and any of this? Like what, what do people need to know Well, I would, before they go in? I would say this. To discuss. This is what I would say. First of all, you have to be prepared for massive failure and enjoy it. In other words, you have to be you have to be ready for a situation that's just going to be weird and awkward and terrible, and it's hilarious. Like I had my, my this happened to my friend just recently where he he was with this girl, and the minute they started dating, she was like, "I want to see you fuck another woman." I, said, I want to see you fuck another woman. Like she would ask for pictures, and he was like, "Oh Jesus!" So then they then they set up a date, and they go, and I guess they get a pro, and they go going to her house, like a very expensive, like Heidi Fleiss level pro. And they're going to her house and the woman right before they go, she goes, 
I hope I'm going to be okay with this. And he was like, wait, what? What do you mean you hope you're going to be okay with this? We're at the door. I'm about to ring the doorbell. Like what, like now you're saying after she talked. So I think like, you don't really know <laughs> what's going to happen until you're in it. You don't know what emotions are going to come up. So um, the first thing obviously is like all sorts of consent every step of the way. I mean, you know, it's like not only consent, but just check in constantly. Don't be. In- what about safety words? They say that you should have a safe word. Like when, if you're in it and you're just like, I need to get out of this, like this, this isn't feeling good. That's a good safety word. I mean, I feel like yeah. the, the idea of a safety word is if someone's like, if they're beating, if they're doing really crazy, like BDSM shit, and they're just screaming all sorts of craziness, they need a word that stands out in the, you know, hurly burly of all the crazy words. But I think saying, I don't feel comfortable is enough. <laughs> I'm not. Is enough. That's what I have to say. But, um, and I've, I'm trying to think if that's ever happened in a, in a situation where I've been in before. So similar-ish things have happened like that. But I think that. What, if, what about, what about uh, not picking somebody you know? I know you said that you did maybe bring a third in that was somebody you knew, but they usually advise or they're saying you shouldn't pick somebody you know. And and because of that, there are lots of dating apps actually for throuples now and, and threesomes and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, I can't really speak to that because I don't think I've ever had a threesome. No, that's not true. <laughs> but I do think that like, um, you should, my feeling is that on some level, you have to let the woman choose or the women choose each other. You know what I mean? They have to kind of like, they have to find a chemistry together before you can even kind of become involved. Um, that's what I, that's my own personal feeling. And usually that usually means the woman should choose who the other woman is, because if you choose this other woman, you go, Hey guys, it's like, I'm setting you up so you can both go down on me. That's just a little weird. I think it's better to let the women kind of like have their own power in doing that. You know what I mean? Because I think there's something implicit in having three some two girls that does sort of speak to like you're relegating yourself to a man. You know what I mean? That you don't want to yeah. like play up. You want it to be born yeah. about in their relationship. Even though deep down, you know, it's probably not team. But you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that you have to, as a man in that situation, I think you have to do everything in your power to make sure that they're comfortable. That means checking in, make sure they're attracted to each other and then um, make sure that they're enjoying it. And if there's ever a, a hard line, you know, usually you have the one person that you know better I say, what are the things like, oh, well, we, you can't have sex with her or you can't um, go, down. whatever the things are, just set those, set those up. And sometimes it's, that's fine. And, you know, condoms are fine. It's, it's all silly. At the end of the day, it's, a, it's, a, it's silly. It's a silly, it's silly. It's fun. It doesn't, I'm not saying it doesn't mean anything because they're human beings, you know, treat them with respect, but like, th- don't pretend it's magical or incredibly spiritual or you're like, own Wilsh and you're all just kind of come. It's fucking, it's a, it's a lark. It's a fun thing. And I think that helps because when things go south, you don't have the fucking, you haven't created this precious ethereal world that has been broken. Sometimes, you know, you don't want a girl all of a sudden start crying because then that looks like a, looks oh like Oh my a God. Yeah. Cry. So, um, well, they also, 
That's very good advice. I mean, they also say for people in relationships, and this is the last thing I think people could consider is like, if you're in a relationship and you've done this, or especially for swingers, they say to set boundaries after sex. So like, do you continue to talk to this person? Does Uh, one person have any solo communication with them? Are we inviting the same person again or same couple or not? Um, Because these things actually like cause a lot of issues for people. Because those rules are just bad. Because if you go like, hey, this girl that we that you just fucked for the first time last night and you had an amazing time with, you can't call her again. And she can't. What do you think they're going to do? Yeah. Everything about like human beings, maybe America in general writ large, is this counter oppositional disorder. They're going to want everything like it's taboo now. Now I can't call. It. That's all. You know how many people have like met their partner in a threesome with the third party? It happens all the time. It happened with yeah. me one time. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because you can wow. kind of like be in this space and there's all this like heart energy and all the chakras open. And then you see this new person. And they're there. They're new. They're brand new. So you get like you get the, the comfort of someone you're with with the brand newness of another woman. It's like you're cheating, but you're not. There's mm-hmm. a lot there that you can kind of like. And of course, eventually it's just going to be the two of you. And then you're going to be like, oh, wait, that was, I was caught up in a moment. It's not real, you know, which is again. Last thing. Last thing. What advice would you give to people, especially guys? Because I'm sure they brought this up to their girls or their person or their partner. And they say, no, they say, I'm not into this. What would you say to those? Especially guys, I feel. Well, you ain't a quitter. (laughs) So stop. Well, you know, then there are, diff- there are different things, right? There are different things that are threesome adjacent. First of all, you could be like, um, what about if a, what if a girl watched us? Could we have someone watch us? That could be kind of hot. That's kind of in the realm, right? Or like he could, he, a guy could offer, say, I want to see you with another woman. Just watch, you know, and then see what that looks like. So there are other things that are like on the edge of it that are also silly and fun and could be kind of cool and interesting. I mean, I, I went to, um, what's this place in New York called? Oh, fuck. It's on like 20 seconds. Maybe it's not there anymore, but it was, it was like a swingers club called. Oh yeah. I don't know the name, but I know that there are a few. Now. It was yeah. trapeze or something. It's called trapeze club mm-hmm. or something. Um, and I went there with this girl who, you know, she was very open-minded. We were just kind of like dating and we went there and, it was very expensive to get into, I think. But then it was still like, at the end of the day, it's still gross. You know what I mean? There's still like blue mats from like gym class in fourth grade everywhere. <laughs> people land. Everything just is like a little bit fucking, the people are a little bit old, a little bit fucking. So me and this girl, we're having sex in this club. And as men, what you do is you kind of like, you stroke your finger like this on, on the girl's arm to let them know you're interested. You're not supposed to grab them. And I swear every fucking guy at the club was just come by and just like stroking around. She's like, she had to be like, no, thanks. And we were like having sex. And it was just weird because all it said to me was like, okay, you come with a hot girl this place. Every guy's just going to want to try to bang her. You know what I mean? And then mm. we, we had sex that we were done. And then we left and it just felt kind of like, and this was like at the time, a very hip upscale swingers club. And I think that, um, it was worth doing it. So you can always go to a place like that with your girlfriend and just have sex 
in public and watch all the men swipe your girl's forearm or whatever. Um, you know, it, outside of that, I did it and it was cool and it, it satiated that weird curiosity, but I never wanted to do it again. I'm not interested. I mean, I wouldn't mind going to like maybe a really, really Illuminati adrenochrome, a punch bowl, uh, <laughs> I would else party just to see. Like apparently yeah. Lenny Kravitz just had like a, a, a birthday party or something and it's like everyone's fucking naked. Oh my God. Do something like that. But like short, and even that, it's just like hollow. These women are probably- Well, it's experience and, and that's the thing is like, I, I think what you're saying is right. Is just take it with a grain of salt. Don't make it something bigger and deeper maybe than it is. And, and if it is something bigger and deeper- then maybe that's what you have to kind of discuss because yeah. maybe there's something else going on. I really doubt the, the ultimate pinnacle sexual experience of your life will be through a threesome. I don't think that's when it'll happen. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. Also, guys, I will say as a last thing from a girl's point of view, if somebody does eventually, if they're if they've you've exhausted all the options and tried every combination and the person is not into it, it's always about consent. So respect there uh wherever they stand and if that doesn't work for you get the fuck out of the relationship find somebody yeah. else who is yeah simple sure. uh even if you've been together 10 years guys if there's something itching at you you gotta you gotta gotta get out uh bill thank you so much for being on the podcast this was so thank fun you. i feel like everybody got both sides of you <laughs> yeah yeah it was fun it was, i can talk about this stuff forever i love it well, we learned a lot. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, tell everybody how they can find you and follow you. Probably best at Bill Dawes on Instagram, D-A-W-E-S. That's it. And guys, all of his uh, links will be in the description of this episode. So please make sure you follow Bill. He also answered our six questions in his last episode. So go back and listen to that there. And guys, that's the end of this episode. But make sure you follow us on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend and rate and review us wherever you get this podcast. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.